0: We are going to be in the book of Matthew this morning, but, but my wife right now is in charge of putting the music together, and she asked me to have a special ready, and something about between Sunday school and church, my brain's on the message, I'm going to start bringing my guitar out before Sunday school, I think, so, amen. I was saved in my youth And I've lived for the Lord Giving time and money That I could afford To my friends and my neighbors I have opened my doors But somehow I wish I'd done more When I stand before The King at the Judgment In a gathering such as never was gathered before When they read from the book What I did for the Master I'm sure I wish I'd done When I think of the world groping in darkness of night and I've done so little to help spread the light and I think of the price paid by those gone before it makes me wish I'd done more. When I stand The king at the judgment. In a gathering such as never was gathered before. When they read from the book. What I did for the master. I'm sure I wish I'd done more. When they read from the book. What I did for the Master, I'm sure, I wish I'd done more. Amen. Matthew in chapter 7. Would just going to read a few verses out of Matthew chapter seven. We're still in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, which is to Jesus' disciples. The multitude is present, but he is speaking to his disciples. We talked last week, last two weeks, about the straight and narrow gate, and straight and narrow, or straight and broad gate, and straight and broad way. Now we're going to look at. Uh, False prophets, false prophets. I'm telling you, the temptation, even to take the uh, the application and run a little further is, I might even do a little bit, but primarily this text is about false prophets. Okay, so Matthew in chapter seven begin reading in verse fifteen. Beware of false prophets. Beware, pay attention to, watch out for. Beware of false prophets, which come to you, the believers, they come in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire." Now, we'd like to run this to hell, and it very well probably has a direct connection to hell, but at the same time, understand that what he's saying is logical. You've got an orchard, and you've got an orchard full of apple trees, and one apple tree is not producing fruit, or continually produces bad fruit. There's only one more thing it's good for. Burn it up so it heats the house. I mean, that's kind of the idea. But, obviously, it's kind of hard to get away from a little bit of the... Cast into the fire sounds an awful lot like cast into the lake of fire. And verse 20, Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Father, Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, I, I beg that you would have your power today, that you would, Lord, supersede not only the preacher, but the listeners, and that you would speak your word, and Lord, we would receive it as your word, and we'll thank you for it. We ask this now in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. <clears throat> Always interesting to me that this comes right after uh, the straight and narrow passage and the broad, broad way, narrow way, and you got the, the comparison of the two. And then we just got done, at least starting uh, the overview of the Book of Galatians this morning. We've got a ways to go yet on that, but and Galatians too, referencing. The fact that Paul had to deal with, he was, there, he was there in that region of Galatia, and he preached the gospel, and a bunch of people got saved. And then uh, he left, and a bunch of people who hated, hated Paul's guts and didn't like Jesus showed up, or at least they may have taken Jesus, and they wanted to twist the whole religion back to their own thing, and so they started preaching a bunch of other gospels to make it. And they took, took what Paul had, and they twisted it. They were false prophets. They were trying to add... Something to the death on the cross of Jesus Christ for salvation. And you can't do that. It's Christ and Christ alone uh, works. Well, any, anyways, I'm, we're going to get into that because I just about want to make a statement on it, but we'll get there. So, and here's Jesus now telling the, the disciples beware of false prophets, plural. Pay attention to, watch out for, look for, understand. In other words, they're coming, they are coming. Watch out for them; they're coming. So we get the idea sometimes that you know these false prophets—they're just like you know that's like David Koresh or something. Well, no, it can look like Joel Osteen. It can look like mainstream Christianity, doesn't it? Say right there, they come to you in sheep's clothing. Hello, is anybody here? In other words, they look like a sheep. Like, well, how would we miss it? Uh, seriously? Jesus wouldn't have said, beware, bring it up, if it's something that was obvious. You, do you understand that? He's saying, pay attention, because they're going to show up and they look like sheep. We get the picture of the, you know, the, the cartoons. That's what we get. We get a picture of the cartoons where there's this ginormous, big, muscular, fangy wolf with a tongue hanging out and blood dripping off his fangs, and he's got this loose covering of sheepskin over it, and, like, and we are like, Duh, come you can't picture that. No, you're missing the point. They look like they zipped themselves up in a sheep suit completely. They got inside and zipped it up. And they said, literally, Jesus said, The only way to tell the difference is not appearance. The only way is by the fruit. The fruit. And by the way, this is one of those things that's interesting, but we are supposed to be fruit inspectors to a point. I'm not always the best. I always don't like that word. But at the same time, when we get in regards to other preachers taking the gospel and making it sound like something new or different or strange, we are literally to examine that and say, bad or good. So don't, don't, don't get all fired up, upset, or like preachers calling out names from the pulpit. Yeah, because there's evil fruit involved. Hello? There's doctrine that's wrong, that's absolutely wicked. So beware, Paul, or Jesus here tells the disciples directly, listen, pay attention. Pay attention. They are coming, and they're coming plural, not just here and there. There's going to be a few of them. Beware of false prophets, plural, which come to you in sheep's clothing. It says, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. That's kind of an interesting. So, does, does anybody here else get a picture of a wolf that's like flapping his black wings? Okay, you just don't understand the word pictures. But anyways, ravening. Ravening means uh, essentially this: it's rapacious, okay, um, and robbers. Essentially, that all they all they do is they come to consume for themselves. That's. A false prophet, ultimately, their ultimate desire is to consume anything that's available for themselves and their own pleasure. Period. That's it. Did anybody see the news, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago, where a preacher called some of the, some of the head members up in front of the church and, and railed on them publicly and rebuked them publicly because they did not buy him some super expensive watch. Publicly called them out. I mean, I haven't like made national news, and I'm over here going, "Hello, (laughs) false prophet, (laughs) false prophet." (laughs) Well, you didn't take care of me. You didn't give me the watch I wanted. You know, Uh, seriously. Uh, Anyways, you all get the picture. But that one just—that's you know—that takes some pretty good gall right there. But anyways, ye shall know them by their fruit. So all they do is they're coming to consume. And Jesus says, listen, this is how you're going to recognize them. Not by their clothing, because that, that's, they're going to look like you. They're probably going to have the words like you. They're probably going to talk like you. They're going to move with the sheep like you do. They're going to eat the same food you're eating, drink with you. They look like you. Okay? And the only way you're going to tell the difference is the fruit. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Now, this is real simple. You know what fruits means? Fruit. Product. Literally, literally it, it means, I mean, it's the exact same word for if we were to describe a fig tree and there's a fig on the end of the branch. That is fruit. Something that the tree is producing. Okay? It's fruit. Okay? You shall know them by their fruits. And I love, he makes a couple of illustrations here, and I want to talk about these a little bit, but he says, Do men gather grapes of thorns? Well, No, of course not. You don't go into the thorn bush and look for grapes. One of the reasons I'm still... My wife and I have a love-hate relationship with roses. We pretty much hate them, but she likes to get them. But we don't like to grow them. And I got a bush in my front yard that we continually prune to the point of wishing it may not come back. (laughs) Somehow it manages to all the time. Stupid. I mean... uh, But, you know, if, if you want to go get grapes, you don't run into the thorn bushes. Start looking around for grapes. You go to a grape bush or tree, whatever it might be. And for figs, you don't go to the thistle. <laughs> you don't go to the thistle plant and hunt around on it for figs. A thistle is going to produce, especially if they're those stinging kind, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, it, it's, it's a thistle. You recognize it? It's going to have a purple flower, and uh, maybe, and it's gonna, the hair on it. Is sometimes causes some pain, and you stay away from it and kill it if you can. Don't. Let, I mean, it's obvious. That's not a fig tree. Fig tree, you go to the, you know, like my, my yard. I've got an apple tree in my backyard, and we discovered after the first or second year that there's also an Italian plum uh, in the spot that's been vacated by the city, uh, the old alley, and there's, a, so there's an Italian plum tree back there. And the plums don't look like the apples, and the apples don't look like the plums. And plums don't show up on the apple tree. I know I'm... T- this is like kindergarten stuff. Apple trees don't show up... Apples don't show up on the plum tree. Has Has anybody ever... You go to the store and you buy you buy a plant and it's just leaves, there's no fruit and it has a little thing on it that says what it is. And then you go and plant it and then it grows and it wasn't what you bought. That's... That is not a green pepper plant. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What was the revelation? The fruit. The fruit. Then it says a couple things that to us seem a little a little odd. Even so, even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Now that truth generally is a true statement, okay? Uh, a tree that is in good shape brings forth fruit that is in good shape. A tree that is not in good shape often can bring forth fruit that is not in good shape. Now, we tend to think about that in American terms, and we start thinking about apples and things like that. And, we, and sometimes a bad tree can still put some pretty good fruit out. But you have to understand, this was said in the realm that they understood. Okay? And typically what they had is figs and olives, those are the trees they would have had, and dates. Uh, and primarily, if you read in much in the New Testament, figs seem to be the primary thing that's brought out often enough. And a fig tree that's bad does produce bad fruit consistently. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's even, kind of interesting, there's even a male fig tree and a female fig tree. And if you want the good stuff, you don't go to the male fig tree. You go to the female fig tree. It has the good figs. But a, a fig tree that's got rotten, rot in its roots or in its core, will produce kind of gross, dried out fig fruit. Kind of interesting. So when, when he begins to say this, they understood the, the general concept. Or for us, it's kind of like, well, I got an old apple tree that should have fell down years ago and I still get some good apples off it. But again, you understand that he's not making a super tight comparison here. He's talking about false prophets. Okay. And it gets a little bigger than that. So let's look at the next thing, because even, he even kind of doubles down on it. Verse 19, every, or I'm sorry, uh, verse 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Well, now we know he's left talking about the metaphor. Completely. He's now talking about the tree of the prophet himself. The tree, the tree of what it's coming from, because we, even us, we know that generally speaking, you know, you can sometimes get... I mean, I got an apple tree that puts out apples that I want nothing to do with. And one right next, it'll be a great, great apple tree, great apple. Pull that one off. So we, he's leaving some of the metaphor now, and he's walking back in talking very specifically about what is producing the fruit from the false prophet, Okay. He says, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast in the fire, which is true. If it doesn't bring forth any good fruit at all, you hear that? If it doesn't bring forth any good fruit at all, it's pointless, it's worthless. only thing it's good for is to make heat for the house. That's it. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. I should have brought, I should have brought the trees in here, but thought it would be a little bit too obvious. Or too... Uh, distracting maybe but we got two trees okay You got a good tree Let's see if we can get one over here it looks like a tree you're all going to have to pretend with me alright this is a tree put on your thinking cap I know for, for some of you some of you older folks that's trouble put it on it's a tree everybody say it it's a tree okay we got it some of you agree with me Okay, so we got a good tree and we got an evil tree And they can only put out good fruit and only put out evil fruit. And we're supposed to take that picture and apply it to false prophets. To false prophets. So, what are we talking about? Because there are some false religions out there. We have them here in our town. Very false religion, don't even believe that Jesus is God like we believe it's God, or believes that Jesus is no more of a God than we can be, which is heresy, by the way. And they're good people. From our perspective, they make good neighbors. Not saying they don't have their troublemakers too, right? Come on, don't tell me you don't know people from other religions who, generally speaking, are good people as we would look at them. Matter of fact, sometimes we'd prefer to have them for neighbors than than others. Not because of the fact that they might be a believer, but because they keep their yard clean and they take the trash out. and The music isn't blaring all the time. worst thing you might have to worry about is uh, you know, a few extra kids hanging around. <laughs> but even the kids aren't that bad. You, you know what I'm saying? Is everybody here? But we also know that there's a lot of good people going to hell. As a matter of fact, the next passage, which we're not going to get into, but says, Lord, Lord, <laughs> Lord, Lord, I've done many things in your name. Yeah, I never knew you. So we have to look at this now and say, what fruit are we talking about? What's the fruit? Because it can't just be being a good person. Again, I, I, might, I might remind, or at least I had a conversation yesterday, we started talking about, talked to a person about, well, here's the problems. We all fail the good person test when it comes right down to it. Are you really a good person? Well, you know, I mean, if we start digging in on people. Are you really a good person? Well, I try to be. I want to be. You know, I'm not as bad as, and I'm better than. That's always how we say it, but hey, I've heard this. I haven't murdered anybody. How many times have you heard that one? If you witness to people, that's one of the things I hear frequently. Well, I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) That's That's a pretty low bar. But anyways... I'm better than them, I'm not as good as them, but hey, I fit in with everybody else. So when Jesus begins to say that the good fruit and the evil fruit are so distinct that it's clear as a bell. I mean, this one cannot produce anything good, and this one can only produce something good. I think he's talking about something a little bit further than just whether we are generally decent in our community or acceptable in our community. Don't you think? Is everybody, is everybody following me? So let me just ask you a question. Are, are you a believer? Do you know for sure you're on your way to heaven? Like, you know without a doubt that if you were to show up at heaven's door and hypothetically if God was to show up and say, why should I let you in my heaven? And you know exactly what your answer to be would be and it has nothing to do with you or works. And it has everything to do with Jesus you know what that answer would be, then you already know one of two things. That I'm not a good person. The Bible says that. There is none good. No, not one. You hear that? Don't argue with that. That's Bible. Well, I feel like I'm, I try to be a pretty good person or I know so-and-so. They're a lost person. They seem to be a good man. No, you're talking, you're talking in fleshly language. In God's language, when it comes to humans on the planet, there is none good. No, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Who is the only one who has ever been able to completely obey God's will, please God by his actions alone? Jesus. That's a vast difference between those two. Well, preacher, but by that rule, you're saying we're all false prophets. No, no. There's, there's trees here being talked about bringing forth fruit. At the end, it doesn't say only evil trees are put into the fire. It says trees that don't bring forth good fruit are thrown into the fire. Do you hear that? When we look at false prophets... When we look at preachers, let's just say, because we're talking about prophets, and we start evaluating prophets, there's some things we have to look at. What is the fruit thereof? Why, what are you talking about? Well, if it's going to come from God, there has to be good fruit involved. Somewhere, right? If only, if only humanity is involved, then we will never see Good fruit. In other words, what God calls good fruit. We'll, we'll never see that. We'll only ever see humanity. Period. So now, I've been here seven years. Seven years, right? Okay. You all, you all by now have a pretty good clue that I'm a human. Come on now, it's okay, let's be honest with each other. Just say it out loud. Yeah. Are you a human? Have you ever seen God do some amazing things in your life? that? So you're a human, but you saw some good fruit. Now let me just cut to the chase real simple here. Every good and perfect thing cometh down from the Father of lights. So if there ever was any good fruit in our life at all, it didn't come from this tree. Do you hear me? Anything good and wonderful, anything that was spiritual and anything that had real love, real Christ-like love in it, anything that had real Christ-like joy in it, anything that had the peace of God in it, anything that had some long-suffering and forgiveness in it, that came from this tree. It didn't come from (laughs) this tree. It didn't come from that tree. Well, how do we tell false preachers? Because, again, we're talking about prophets. They look like preachers. Some of them are as easy as all get out to tell. You know, send me 20 bucks and I'll send you this hanky that I spit on or prayed over. I mean, you know what's funny is, we say that's funny, but those people get millions and millions of dollars. How many many millions did Jimmy Baker make before he went to jail? And now he's back making them again. He's a good man. He's a good man. Was there any fruit coming out that's not adulterous? Oops. Do good men commit adultery? Should we also see, if there there were good men, shouldn't we also see some Christ-like fruit if they say they're believers? Uh, Hello? Amen. It's... It's not me. When we look at, at preachers, these false prophets, we start saying, well, they're all from these other religions. Well, yes, I would agree. There are many false prophets in other religions. You have to understand, they have been led, aside, they've been led astray by their own religion. And they're trusting solely in what they can do. It just it cracks me up. You look at 99.9% of all religions, and what do they come back to? Man's ability to do good things. And God says, you can't. Not happening. It's not there. False prophets. Anything good in this life only comes from Christ and period, Christ alone. And if that happens to show up in the prophet's life, guess what we can know? Okay. He's human, but there is some good fruit coming. You hear that? Listen, you hear that? There's some good fruit coming. Amen. False prophets, what are they going to do? False prophets are ravening. They're more concerned with themselves, their own prosperity, their own uh, benefit, in disregard to everyone else. I, it's one of those things I've told you again before when we talk about supporting missionaries. You know, missionaries inevitably in almost, in, in many, many second and third world countries, missionaries are making in their support alone way more than almost everyone around them, okay? That, I mean, that's just, that's just part, of, part of being a missionary, the difference is how they use it. If, I, if, if we're going to sneak out and find a missionary and all of his money is obviously going into his house and his car and his cable and his electric, and I want to go out and spend a week in ministry with him, and we go out and we pass out a few tracks, and then we go spend all our time at the house, out at all the tourist places. not saying I don't like going to tourist places, but hear what I'm saying. But I'm looking around and, and the missionary is living like Mr. Super King. Listen, again, all missionaries make more than, in in second and third world countries, all missionaries make more. So I'm not saying that they're not going to make more money. The difference is, again, what are they doing with it? I have a hard time giving my money to a missionary who doesn't really look like there's much ministry going on, but there's a whole lot of taking care of me and mine. (laughs) Now, we still expect the missionary to take care of his family. We still expect the missionary to take his wife out on a date, do a vacation like we do, if he can, but looking like a king in the middle of, hear you know what I'm saying? I, 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 we had friends, we were, we were in that. We hated, we hated following missionaries who were, we called moochinaries because we'd all show up at the same place. We're looking for support, and they're looking for support, and they're looking for support. But all of us missionaries know that that other missionary, all they hear here for is the money. <laughs> we did, we called them moochinaries. You know what I'm saying? Is everybody here? I'm going to move on from that. I think y'all are getting led astray somehow there. But So let's move on. False prophet. False prophet is still going to be a human. A good prophet is still a human. There's going to be some evil fruit. Why? Because this tree can only produce evil fruit. That tree. But if you've got a, a false prophet, you're never going to see anything, anything that looks like Christ. You're going to see pretend stuff, and instead what you're going to see is "me, me, 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 me." All about me and only me, all the time, me. I get the feeling you all don't believe me, or at least you're not connecting the dots, maybe. I don't know.. <clears throat> <clears throat> 1 Corinthians in chapter 9. First Corinthians in chapter 9, Paul begins to speak about himself a little bit in his ministry. And towards the end, he said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate, he's self controlled in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under, here's, here's what he's saying, here's, here's what I'm how I fight. I keep under my body. That's not saying I'm, I have my body and I keep under it. He's saying, he's saying, I keep it under. I make sure it's under my subjection, okay. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. We could go to Romans and talk about, look at Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, where it talks about the spirit warth against the flesh, and the flesh warth against the spirit, so you cannot do the things that you would. You hear that? And what does Paul say? What's the, how do I work on this? How do I, what is the thing that I do? He said, I start beating up on this part of my life. I don't give it any room for anything. For its affections and lusts. Well, you know, you need to give yourself a break. Be careful there. We do need rest. There's a good thing you need to be a good steward of your body. But I'll tell you, you know how often we succumb to this over here? If every time you have a, you know, I just really want a good McDonald's hamburger. Off you go. Not only would you want a chocolate bar. Off you go. I don't want to go to work today. I'm sick. lot. <laughs> exactly right did you hear what i'm paying attention i like it did you hear what i'm saying if if you're constantly subject letting yourself submit to the whims of the flesh you know what's not going to have a lot of preeminence in your life well i just don't see god much how much you how much are you beating the tar out of what you're telling your flesh no you can't have that no you're not going to get that why do we talk about fasting It's literally telling your body, uh, no, you're not in charge. Be quiet. You hear what I'm saying? False prophet can never do that. A false prophet cannot do that. A false prophet is only going to come in for what makes them feel good. In the end of Galatians, what they say, the way way that uh, Paul puts it is, all they want is they trying to change you and make you look like what they want so that they get glory because you've changed who you are to match what they want. A false prophet will point to you what he wants, not at what the scripture says. I always challenge, pe- you know, challenge people to challenge me on things like standards and things like that. Well, you know, standards is all legalism. You can't, well, hold on. Hold on. Don't talk to me about what you can and can't do until you yourself have honestly looked at every word in scripture that deals with it yourself, and see what God says. Not what I say. Look at what God says. It's always crazy to me that people that say, Liberty, I can wear what I want, I can listen to what I want, I can do what I want, have never actually picked up the Scripture for themselves and studied the Scripture for themselves at what the Scripture says to them in clear language. I'm telling you, there's an awful lot of things a lot clearer than most people want to give it credit for. Amen. It's like God doesn't care if people just run around naked all the time. Well, of course he does. Right. How much does he? Well, I don't know. Do you think he might stay somewhere in here? Whose responsibility is to look that up? Now, granted, I have even been in that realm where try to get people to wear a certain thing and, and you know, try to get them to do a certain thing and, try to, and, and what I do is I it's shout and holler and get a little louder instead of saying well, let's just look at what God says look up like definitions and stuff you'd be amazing, you'd be amazed at how particular God is on some things shocked maybe good fruit good tree evil fruit, evil tree the disciples helping them look out for false prophets, which, if you want to be honest, might even be taking a good peek at themselves, saying, making sure, listen, you know how to recognize this person right here? You know how to recognize this this preacher? And we'll just call him today. We easily call him TV preachers and stuff like that. But with the realm we have today, there are some good preachers on TV. As a matter of fact, Tom McGath used to be on TV back in like the 60s, 50s and 60s, and was a good preacher. <laughs> was on his local station. Brother, Ch- Brother Chester, did you ever... Hear him or meet him. Tom McGath, United Baptist Church, Springfield, Missouri. They had a they had those good people on TV. So but you know what I'm talking about. When I say TV evangelist, y'all generally know what I'm talking about? You know? Ching. Send your money today too. You don't need to give to the church. You can give to any parachurch organization you want. Why don't you tithe to me? You give your money to me and I will where's that in the Bible? you guys didn't give me the right watch. Where's that in the Bible? Hello? Good fruit only has one source. And it's a source that can only put out good fruit. And that's Christ. You want to find a preacher who's at least... A sheep? If he's following Jesus, then there's going to be some Jesus fruit. There's going to be some Jesus fruit. Uh, we just read it this morning. How, let's, let's look at it here. Do, do men still live in, in the flesh? Is this, you know, am I here as a ghost? I still, I'm here as a flesh, which means I still have to, guess what? Buffet my body. I have to bring my own flesh under subjection. Because, why? Because guess what? My flesh still wants to do stuff that ain't right. It's an evil tree. Listen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. It's interesting because 22, verse 22, and in this black and white comparison, calls it fruit. Fruit. So let's let's... Think about that. The works of the flesh or the fruit of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath. Well, you know, it's alright to look at those dirty magazines. You know, it's, it's okay. What? Well, preacher, I just don't understand how come you won't meet, meet with uh, a, a lady I'm talking to a preacher. I just don't understand how come you won't meet, meet with me alone. Hello? This is, that's, that, you're giving the evil tree a pretty good chance of bringing forth some evil fruit. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. You ever wonder why preachers preach against books and movies and stuff that you think, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe he's trying to draw a line in the sand to help people realize, hey, witchcraft? You shouldn't be messing with that. Well... Not good. Witchcraft. Hatred. Hatred. Hmm. Variants, emulations, wrath, strife. That's a good one. I tell you, you know what bugs me to death is preachers who are rabble rousers. And and listen, I'm not opposed and and I'm absolutely for, listen, I'm on the board at Heartland because Heartland's going a direction I like and I'm going to fight to keep it that way. That doesn't make me a rabble rouser, that makes me fighting for the truth of the faith and trying, trying to fight for the doctrine. What I hate is those preachers who are like on every social media they can possibly get on, trying to argue with every possible preacher they can in every message, calling out some new pastor and railing against him. Let's, oh, look at them over there, and this guy over there, and this guy over there. And, I mean, nonstop, that's all they do. Just rabble, rouse, rabble, rouse, rabble, rouse. You hear what I'm saying? It's all they can ever do. That, you, is that the fruit of that or that? I have to work, I have to work on it, because I have the gift of being the devil's advocate. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, because you are too. <laughs> heresies. Well, that's not in the Bible. Listen, listen, if you have to have, this is, let me just be real clear. If without the preacher telling you that that's what that passage means by your own study and looking up definitions, it doesn't mean that, you need to start looking at the preacher saying, huh? If when the preacher dies, that doctrine dies, guess what? Hello? Heresy. When you walk away from the preacher and you're like, that's not what that means. Hello? There's some issues there. Beware. Okay, anyways. Heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Drunkenness, yeah, I like that. Churches that have the little, uh, you know, the microbrewery events for all the guys on Friday night, Saturday night. Huh? How do you justify that exactly? I'm not sure about that. Revelings and such like. Of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is what love. Again, get this whole warm mushy emotion out of your head. Get it out of your head. There might be emotions with it. Love, as defined in the Bible, is action. John three sixteen. For God so in this way loved the world that He gave self sacrifice. Self sacrifice. A preacher, needs to, a preacher should at times be giving up what he wants for the benefit of his members. And I'll tell you, that's a never, that is a, an ever hard balance to make. I'm just telling you, as a preacher, it's a hard balance to make. But it needs to be done. There's times when a preacher gives up what he wanted to do for the benefit of the church. I'm, <laughs> there's days when I know, just well, for me, the simple things, when I know I'm not quite ready for the message. When Thursday's day off does not go golfing. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> and other things. Joy. You can't see the preacher get happy about the things of the Lord. Get happy about someone coming to the Lord. But all the time. Arr. Peace. Can't find a preacher who's content. If he's not content. Long suffering. <laughs> I'm still working on that one. I probably will be till the day I die. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Is your faith encouraged by the, by the prophet's faith? Meekness, self-control against such there is no law. You, you want to know what? Listen, that kind of fruit only comes from Christ. Only comes from Christ. When you're looking at your preachers and you're trying to decide whether you should be listening to this preacher or this preacher, start looking for the fruit of Christ in the preacher. Not that he has to be all and completely, but if Christ is there, Christ only puts out good fruit, and there will be good fruit show up in that tree. But if this is a false prophet and Christ has nothing to do with it, then there's only going to be human fruit. And it's going to show up. That's why when I followed a doctrine and, like, I say I preached this one doctrine and followed this one doctrine, and suddenly one of the preachers that I've been talking to, and we've been enjoying this doctrine together, he gets into adultery and then uses the doctrine we've been talking about to justify his adultery, I not only back away from the preacher, I back away from the doctrine going, whoa, <laughs> something not right here. This is wrong. False, false prophets. You know, it's not even like a preacher sometimes can't get caught up. A good preacher can't get caught up and maybe even turn into a false prophet. But what we're talking about here is who are you going to follow? But I would actually say this. Is there not a little bit of an application to yourself as well? Isn't there a little bit of an application to yourself as well? I'm a believer, okay? Where's the fruit? Again, you're a human. There's going to be this fruit, plenty of it. You're a human. But is there any of this? Because if Christ is in your life, Christ can only put out good fruit. So it needs to be somewhere in there. If it's not there, maybe you're not a false prophet. Maybe you're a false professor. No good fruit. Lord, Lord. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. So you know what you need to do with your preachers? TV preachers, the church preachers. The neighborhood preachers, the town community preachers, the people who show up at the events down and preach in the park and all those other things, what do you need to do? Start, start listening to what they're saying and looking for the fruit. Because if, if they come up and say, Yes, Jesus is the only way, but you better give to the church and you better be baptized and you better partake in the, the Lord's Supper or you're lost and you're wicked and you're going to hell. That's not in here. False prophet. Well, there's a champion within you. You just have to seek the champion within you. You know what that is? Actually, that's rewording witchcraft. Seeking to find a voice within you is exactly what they teach people when they're trying to teach them to gain access to a demon to speak to them. That's witchcraft. It's wicked. Don't get in that kind of stuff. The only champion within you, if there is one, is if you're a believer, and that's Jesus. Because there's none good, no, not one. Amen. False prophets. If a a man is a false prophet, you will never see Christ like anything come out of him. But if he's on this road seeking to be the the prophet of the word of God, you're going to begin to see Jesus poke out in his life. There's going to be some poke out Jesus fruit. It's going to be there. Here or there. Some preachers are great soul winners and some are not. Some, pre- some preachers have a little bit more trouble with anger and some don't. Some, pe- some preachers are more, are more apathetic and some are more active. Some, some pre- you know what I'm saying? But no matter what, there's going to be Jesus fruit or no Jesus fruit. False prophets. Beware. Pay attention. Look at them. Think about what they're saying. Examine it. Look for fruit. Amen. You start seeing some Jesus fruit, thank the Lord. I, the, you know, there's, there's you know, this is, this is the West, okay? So, Brother Herring is not too far away. Brother Whitaker's is not too far, Brother Don Whitaker, Pocatello is not too far away. I got Jason Bell up there, and we got Brother Pyle over there, and I've got uh, Brother Carlson right there in, in Twin. And, uh, you, know, you know, how often I see those guys? Not near often enough. Not near often enough. There's a, there's a couple preachers in town. Listen, I would never join their church. I don't think they're teaching the right doctrine, but they are believers. They are believers. You hear know what I'm saying? Like on the order of Jesus Christ followers and Christ alone by grace through faith alone. I'm not going to follow them. But you know what? I can, I can look at him and recognize he's not the enemy. He's not necessarily helping the best cause, but he is preaching the gospel at least. But he's not the enemy. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm not suggesting you go to those churches and say everything's all good and fine and dandy. No, beware of that. But listen, Jesus fruit needs to show up. I, I, there's, a, there's a preacher, uh, Brother Luke and I have had some interaction with where, man alive, I'm telling you, total, total other denomination and talking to him and we're seeing like Jesus fruit. He's like, well, that ain't biblical. The way my denomination teaches, that's not biblical. But, you know what, you guys are saying, that sounds right. That sounds like what the Bible's saying. Do you hear that? That's like, not that we're right, but he's like agreeing with us on what Scripture says. That is what the Bible teaches. That's some Jesus fruit working in that preacher. Now, we can castigate him because he's not part of my denomination, or we can say, hey, yeah, come, keep coming. Keep, here, look at what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Keep coming. Amen. False prophets. False prophets. How do we find out about false prophets? Here's generally what I would say. I just agree with the people on the major news organizations is ignore all the national people and just pay attention to who you got locally. Give all your money locally. Give all your effort locally. That's like Peter Jennings and Tom Brokaw words. And all of us preachers saying, that's what the Bible says. We've been preaching for years. Amen. False Prophets. Father...